Welcome to the Fan Engagement Pod, a new conversation about fan engagement. Don't forget you can join the Fan Engagement Network at faninsights.co.uk forward slash network forward slash join for exclusive member services and benefits. This stuff is the teacher. 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 Welcome to episode 31 of the Fan Engagement Pod. This episode is one of the most fascinating I've done because I learned such a huge amount about a subject I knew very little about, esports. It centres around a chat with Trev Keane, a Dublin-based consultant with Took Media and a founding member of a board member of Ireland Esports. There's a lot of talk about whether football and other sports should see esports as a threat to their business model. And I think we expose that as something of, as, as something of a fallacy. Not that clubs shouldn't be aware of competing leisure pursuits, of course. It's clear that there's huge potential for clubs to understand and utilise eSports to enhance the reach they have. It's not just Man United who can harness its power, but all clubs. They are, at the very least, tools to communicate with people your club needs a relationship with in the same way as any other tool. Don't forget we've got 30 other episodes, including the new Baz Chat, where we take a particular look at activation, sponsorships and partnerships between brands and rights holders with a real expert in the field. A new episode is currently out, with new ones out every last Thursday of every month. Listen via the usual channels and join the Fun Engagement Network at faninsights.co.uk forward slash network forward slash join. Yeah, so I, I guess when, when when football clubs look at at, at esports, that they automatically look at at FIFA or or Pez Konami's title, Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, esports esports is, is is much bigger than that. I mean that you know the the term esports is like saying I I, I play Olympics, you know, or uh, I play I play sport, you know. Underneath all that, you've got these very you know, very complex, um, you know, and very simple titles. You know, you've got simulated games, which would be the likes of FIFA, which would be the likes of NBA 2K and Formula One. And then you've, you've non-simulated, which would be the likes of Overwatch, League of Legends. So football clubs, you know, are, are not, you know, are not looking at it in, 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 in the right fashion. Um, is it... Does that mean it, it, it's a threat to them? Oh, I mean, look, everything's a threat. Cinema is a threat. You know, it's the, 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 the threat for a football club is I have free time. What am I going to do with my free time? Do I go down to, do I go down to, I don't know, Plough Lane and watch Wimbledon? Or do I go to, to um, do I go to the cinema with my friends? Do I go to a shopping mall? Or do I go online and play a video game? And that's that's what clubs have to kind of to, to, to look at, you know. So if if cinemas suddenly makes a comeback, do we see football clubs going? We need to we need to buy cinemas because that, that that's where the audience is. Uh, the answer is no. Um. So yeah. So it, it's not it, it's it's not the case. So you know, esports is a bolt onto gaming. It's the competitive the competitive part of uh, of gaming. And when you look at a, at a football club of how they can co- go 
how they get involved in esports or why they should get in, involved in esports. It, it well, yeah, and you know, you notice from from the fan engagement world, it, it has to be a strategy that makes sense. There has to be a reason for getting behind it, and it, it they have to understand the space of what they're looking to achieve it. You know, in no more than when Twitter came out. You know, all those years back in in, in the in the in the in the in the mid two uh, thousands. You know, clubs jumped to be on it without fully maybe understanding it. And, right, Trev. That's yeah. why. Can I just get in there? Sorry, mate. Um, Go. Is that's the bit, isn't it? That um, there's a risk if you're not careful that because you see it as a direct competitor. I mean, it is a direct competitor in the same way as you're saying cinemas are, but I suppose it's one concentric circle closer, if you like. It it is. You can see why the assumption is that it's a threat. So there's two ways of dealing with it. One one is to say um, try to absorb it. Um, you know, create your own esports team, for example, absorb mm. some of it, uh, or, or create some kind of relationship with that as an element of that, that might that you know, because it could be it could be that there's well, there will be, I'm sure, and we can talk about this that, that there's a bit of overlap there that you know, fan you know, attracting fans who might be interested in esports and and attracting fans that are interested in real sports for want of a better phrase um you know there'll, there'll be overlap there and then that might actually end up being that esports is a kind of almost can act as a marketing device for 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 for, for a football club and, for, and possibly vice versa or the other way is of course to say well look that just goes on in the same way that i'm not as, as you fant- i thought it was a fantastic idea a fantastic way of framing it is you know cinemas are a threat but you don't see football clubs going out and buying cinemas um, mm. or buying film companies even, you know. Um, so those seem to me to be, to be the ways that you deal with the threat of esports, if you if that's how we want to frame it, or the challenge of esports. But is just esports in itself, just looking at that for the moment, when it comes to, um, so participation is obvious, you jump on and, and play is there is there a because i you know i read sometimes about sort of fan engagement within esports does fan engagement really exist in that sphere does does it what are the audience you know is there an a, is there a, a, a threat from audiences watching hmm. esports or is it more about participation than anything else so that yeah. so actually not really it sort of is fan engagement but it's it's kind of participation um, much more involved with esports, isn't it? For obvious reasons, because you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I guess if we take t- take each part in kind of isolation, so you look at, at participation and participation. Um, again, you know, you've got two. You've got two things. You've got the, the the hobbyist and the recreationalist who are you know, which is me and my son playing a, a game of FIFA or a game of Rocket League. Neither one of us are are going to be signed up by Face Clan. Neither one of us are going to be signed up by 100 Thieves. But likewise, the two of us out kicking a ball on the green aren't been going to snap, be snapped up by Man City either. Um, whereas the esports, it, it's that 1%, you know, it, it's that it's the elite level of, um, you know, of gaming. So w- when we talk about and we say, is, is esports about participation? Um, esports is not really about participation. The, uh, the, the participation is playing the game and hopefully you 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 evolve to um 
in a, on a journey that takes you to the elite level and into esports. You know, neither you nor I could um, could join a, um, a FIFA team or a League of Legends team tomorrow, and you know, be a first choice pick in um, in an LEC final or you know World Championship finals because you know we're not we're not at that level. So esports is the elite level within that. So that's the first part, I guess. The second part of that is um, fan engagement um, within within esports, and we come back to fan engagement within gaming uh, in a second. But fan engage fan engagement with uh, within esports, you know, obviously everybody's kind of struggled over the last twelve months. Football clubs, hockey clubs, everybody to 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 create you know um, meaningful um, engagement, but. In a non-COVID world, you go to you go to some of the of the major tournaments, uh, and look, they're they're quite the spectacle. You know, they're you know that they, they, they are a very engaging experience. Um, you know, they, they, there's you know there's music that's part of it. You know that there's uh, there's fandom around the game. There is fandom around the players. Um, we're starting to see fandom build around teams as teams become more. More iconic, I guess, or or build our brand a bit stronger. Um, but it, it is it is uh, it is an experience. It is a tech experience, um, in, in a way, because you know the brands that are involved in um, you know in esports sponsorship are the types of brands that sell you know they sell headsets, they sell computers, they sell in addition to you know the the non endemic brands that have moved into this space. So. It can be it can be a very interactive experience. One of my favorite things, if I'm if I'm doing a lecture on um, you know on esports, is to is to show the video of a crowd chanting DHL at uh, ESL one, and um, DHL came in as a as a sponsor. Um, they they came in. They under they said about understanding the community. They said about understanding the title that we're being involved in and. You know, I think there's that there's no greater uh, no greater appreciation for a sponsor to get than have their name chanted in a stadium. And, you know, I can't imagine you get a Chevrolet or Standard Chartered echoed around Anfield or Old Trafford. Well, it's funny enough, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and we were joking about that. You know, in terms of value for sponsors, that um, you know, imagine that you know when you. you you're never going to have a crap. You know, commercial relationships between clubs and fans don't work on the level that you have the crowd chanting the name of the sponsor. And actually, neither would you want to, because um, there's nothing since there's nothing authentic and real about that in a crowd of real people chanting DHL, DHL. Other delivery services obviously are available, um, but um, you can, I suppose. You can understand that because it transposes to, to to the virtual world of gaming and esports. It you can understand why. Um, so I it doesn't make it doesn't fill it doesn't fill me with. I don't feel too de desperately positive towards that. But that's because that's esports and gaming, mm. not the. And this is the thing, isn't it? That you, for me, this that the dash to deal with the disruption caused by gaming, which I know clubs further down, as I said, I think clubs really, you know, from the, from the, from the kind of bottom half of the Premier League down are all feeling the, the, the pressure and the squeeze and the disruption 
from other attractions. One of those is esports and, and gaming and those sorts of things. And for me, it strikes me that, well, it, there's, there's clearly an example where esports and I don't want this. I'm not using this as a, as a, as a term to, to, to do down esports or like, but real sport, it just kind of works. Esports versus real sports. But realize what that's about. Esports is a very different, seems to me to be a very different experience. And actually, stop defining yourself by your fear of that and define yourself by what you have as a club and, a, and a, you know, as a real world football club. Yeah, by all means, do a little bit of esports stuff. Tinker around. Always be prepared to be open-minded. But remember what it is that makes you really valuable, and that is that you can't get your crowd to sing DHL, DHL, because they are real people who can't be programmed, and you have to work with them in that way. Mm. So actually what you're doing, you know, kind of, for me, creates definition. And I, I kind of see, I love that thing that you said of, of cinemas aren't a threat. In that sense, so you don't so you don't go out buying up cinemas just because cinemas are a threat to you because people watch films on a Saturday or on a Tuesday or on a, you know. Yeah, you know I mean? like I, I think from like you know narrowing in on a football club and and esports, you know, okay, if you take the Liverpool's and the Man United's of of this world, it's a very different experience to the uh, to the Wickham's and and the uh, and the Aldershots and and the lower league. But focusing on them for a second, Liverpool, Man United. Okay, they get very comfortable um, licensing deals, you know, with Pez or Konami, sorry, Konami or or, or EA. Um, you know, we, we know Peter Moore came out when he was um, still at Liverpool to say that Fortnite was a threat, uh, and it was you know to to, to Liverpool's fan base. Uh, but but really, you know, Liverpool is a football club. They or Man United or any one of the big clubs. They should have a comfort in their skin to, to, to know what they're about and, and understand what their business model is. So where does something like esports fit in under that? Well, when I look at, at, um, at esports and gaming um, for a football club, I, I see it as an extension of brand. And I always use the example of I think Barcelona is great. You know, they have a football club, very famous, but they have they have an ice hockey team. They have a basketball team. And I think that's that's where esports kind of fits into it. I think, you know, if you go back maybe two years ago, football clubs would look, okay, well, look, if we if we set up a, a FIFA team, we will get fans coming into the into the into the stadium on the back of that. That that that's not the case. That 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 may happen with one or two people, but it doesn't happen. What it's about is it's about the Liverpool Football Club, the Man United Football Club, okay, realizing that. Okay, we need to extend our brand into a new vertical. Do we create a gaming version of our brand? You know, that's that that plays on some element of the history of the club, or do we create an adult version of our brand that's more cultural or more lifestyle? And that's a vertical we own, and we use gaming and esports within that. It sits on its own, and yes, the two brands can interact and be together. But they're, 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 they don't depend on each other for the overarching, the overarching um, philosophy or strategy within that. That's, that's kind of, you know, that lends itself then to, to well, you know, what do we want to do then within this? You know, so I, I'll, you look at, you know, we've mentioned EA and, and, and Konami with Pez, but 
where is the opportunity for a Liverpool Man United to 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 find new pockets of licensing arrangements like the NFL have done with Fortnite to 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 be part of the conversation? So if you look at the NFL uh, with Fortnite, they haven't tried to take Fortnite into waiter. They've gone actually. Hey, we recognise this. We know that we're not going to be able to to stop um, kids playing Fortnite. But hey, take us in, make us part of that journey. Just like they realise that they can't take kids away from Nickelodeon to watch to, to, to watch games. So go where the conversation is, much like TikTok, much like Twitter. So it's about presenting yourself into that into that conversation in a meaningful manner. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. go on. Sorry, Trevor, I've started to interrupt. You carry on, mate. I'm, I'm... No, so, so, so that's but that's at the top level where the brand is strong enough that, that people want that they want to see it or want to be part of it or there's there's enough fans to justify scale. But then you come down to, 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 to you know, smaller clubs where, you know, yes, there, there is pockets of communities, you know, they're, they're, they're not in the millions, but there's a good pocket. But how do you use, how do you use gaming there? I mean, Fortnite mightn't want the Wickham brand within, or they might, I don't know, but um, they mightn't want it in there. So it's, it's, it has to be boxing clever then to understand how they can actually just, engage with that with that community using gaming means using esports to 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 actually build a strong strong community and an engaged community and and whether that's you know tournament driven with local pockets whether that's um you know activating using another channel with with watch parties on twitch you know whatever it needs to be but it's it's a very different experience going going across well, dare I say it, I mean, you know, we talk about the virtual and um, the real world, and the gaming world, esports, etc. But football stadia have physical space, obviously. You know, it doesn't take a genius to work out. You, Yeah, of course, you can do everything virtually. But let's face it, Trevor, we're all getting a bit bored stiff of having conversations screen to screen. And even, even kids age 15, when they look up from their phones for five minutes, they like to interact with real human beings sometimes. So you've got that physical space of a football stadium that we all now know because of the, the hard work of a lot of clubs and supporters trusts and organisations over the last 20 odd years, certainly in, the, in England and, and, and Scotland and Wales, pushing clubs as being open all the time. You know, these are not, these are not just Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Friday evening, you know, as you have in Ireland or Tuesday, Wednesday evening places. These are all the time. Open it up. Don't be, you know, I think this thing of... Um, you know, understand, you know, we all, I suppose we all understand that, you know, in a, you know, in clubs that we, we are, you know, to a greater or less extent, we have a place. And I think it's important that in football, we appreciate, and certainly in England, that you should be able to rise and fall in the pyramid. And, and, and making that fair is a whole thing that people talk about all the time. In short, you know, you can talk about revenue distribution, all that stuff, but the concept you can rise and fall is one thing. Understanding where you are in, in the pyramid at that moment and likely to be in the next five or 10 years is a very useful thing. And then saying, look, I, I can have confidence in my own, in our, we should have confidence in our own um, history in, 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 you know, all of all clubs have very similar roots. Um, you know, some have grown, some haven't grown as much. And here's what makes us special. And we should be, we should be realizing that, um, you know, in, in terms of engagement, what we what 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 we do is is like you're saying is is 
these 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 things are just because you can't have a strategic partnership with a game like Fortnite. That doesn't mean that you can't do it the other way around and engage with fans on a game that they enjoy playing, you know, and then bring bring them into the club in that way and expose them to to the environment of the football club. I mean, you know, if if, if my own club had, um, you know, we're not we're not that close to it but if 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 my own club had um uh roblox or minecraft evening or afternoons or something like that or you know gaming consoles at the stadium for example that they could play on for a bit my son would be like a pig in you know what um mm. you know because he loves that stuff that's just it's i suppose this is this thing is it's that pairing away that there are some clubs and some entities, some rights holders, um, that have strategic opportunities to develop actual full business relationships with some of these big names in gaming and esports. But if you're just an you're just another club, then realise that what this is is this is a potential route in for you to engage with other fans, grow your fan base, connect with your existing fans. It's like having a bar in a stadium for people over 18 who drink, who like a drink, isn't it? It's not any different in that sense, is it? If you yeah. like talk about the actual physical space and how you... So, I mean, if we look at, if you look at a football club or a rugby club, you know, you know, you could argue that 19 to 20 times, you know, a year, they're, they're event organisers with a venue they need to get. And then for the other 240 years or 340 days, you know, the venue lies lies empty you know to some extent so i guess you know how dynamic is the is the infrastructure of that stadium that it can be it can be what it needs to be so you know is it a case that it, it can for example it can partner with a university and 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 set up set up a space for for for, for kids to play and understand gaming and be educated about that is it a case that it can be a more commercial entity and, and, you know, and have an official look and feel around it? Or is it, as you say, a way to engage a community with having, um, you know, educational sessions, you know, with streamers, with Minecrafters, with, 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 with esports pros and teams to understand? I mean, one of the interesting things, uh, I guess, you know, about gaming is it's linked to STEM learning. So, you know, I think the... Um, I think the fact that that, that 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 that's there gives it a reason for people to kind of, you know, get involved in it. I mean, it's. Can you just tell us what you said? STEM learning. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, sure. So it, it's it's STEM learning is is you know science and technology and right. uh, and gaming is linked to that because of the the, the logical thought process that problem solving. Um, and how it's uh, you know you got to work with teams to to solve challenges w with some games. So that the, there's quite good links you know um, across that. And we're seeing a lot of schools and universities embrace esports and um, and and gaming a, a bit more. Um, but to 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 the point on it, uh, you know, I guess you know if somebody's coming into that environment, it, it's recognizing that this is about using. The stadium space rather than if we bring them in and do minecraft lessons with them that they're not still going to on the saturday go to uh go to a game that mindset has to 
has to evolve within it's it's how we can use this but it is that problem of it's it's for me it, the blunt there's a blunt instrument when it comes to sort of growing the fan base fan engagement if you like that that element of it um you know it, it's like the popularity of those very unnuanced free ticket giveaways and sometimes free tickets work there are occasions where that's appropriate but i've spoken to so many people who who say well no actually putting value on it is really important so if you make it two quid for a ticket you'll actually find that your uplift in you know your your increase in in young people and kids coming you'll see an increase whereas if you just give tickets away there's no value to it and actually cutting i think all i think um i think also that 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 sort of giving tickets away thing is a look we need a really quick way of growing the fan base well there isn't one because for a start the loyalty of fans tends to come over a long period of time for all sorts of you know all the things we know the connections you have all the you know people like me who've not and i say this quite a lot at the moment 30 odd years longer than than 30 years since i lived where i lived in the area where my club comes from and has now returned to thank god um but i still support them that's mm. that's a bit mad isn't it really i've not lived there since i was 11 um you know and 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 understanding that growth doesn't just come because you put something on and actually sometimes um that growth through engagement um that you shouldn't be doing it as a as a sort of quid pro quo that right we put on like you're saying put on an event they'll come to the stadium they'll like it they'll come to a game no 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 you might even find that only 20 percent of them want to come but if you bring ten thousand different kids to your stadium over a year and you don't just focus on wanting to get them all into the stadium and therefore you, all your all the work you're doing is a little bit cynical and a little bit blunt then you might then that's 20 percent of ten thousand kids you know i'm not saying that's what's going to happen by the way i haven't done the research mm. but, it, but for me it's always that about that um you know you were talking before we came on air about something else and we were talking very briefly but it's about values it's about the values you have and do you think do you think simply that you need to convert 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 and always be looking you anyone who comes in they have to be you, you have to get them in the stadium they have to be watching a game but actually there's a ladder to it and some will go up the ladder and some will stop at certain points won't they and and esports i don't want to drag too far away from esports but i really like this idea that esports isn't it is a threat if you think of it as a threat it's actually could be a friend couldn't it yeah of course i mean it, it's it, it's a threat is generally something you don't understand you know or or, or you, you you've created a, a perception about so you know, for, for, for a sports team to kind of go, oh, you know, we're, we're losing, we're losing airtime or we're losing fans because of esports. Well, that, 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 there's two problems here. That, that there's one, your product maybe isn't good enough or you're not, you're not offering the right, the right thing to the right audience in the right place, you know, or the second thing is, you know, it's, it's, you just, it's tough. Tough, tough look on this occasion. You know, you, you pick and choose your, you know, your battles. I mean, I, I see like, you know, again, I'll use my son as an example, but like we were there before Christmas and Star Wars were doing an event uh, in, in, in Fortnite and the two of us sat down and we watched it engage it, you know, and Travis Scott did a concert um, within, 
within Fortnite um, ecosystem, and you know, it was it was millions and millions of users. You know, Travis Scott could have sat home and said, you know, ah, woe is me. You know, I I, I can't I can't get to do live concerts because of COVID. You know, I can't get to go traveling. Or, hang on, there's a platform here which has users. My music resonates with that users. Let me talk to these people and let's create something that's that's pretty spectacular. So you you can look at at, at everything as uh, either a challenge or an opportunity. So I, you know, it's very much dependent on, on what it is. I mean, and that 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 can come down to small clubs too. You know, so if we go anecdotal for a second, you know, and you know, we'll, we'll take we'll take Wimbledon even like. You know, Wimbledon, if they look into their community, that there could be, you know, a college, a college esports team that's that's on the first rung of a competitive ladder in in um, in a league. Um, how can how can the two of these, you know, misnomers come together? You know, well, one, Wimbledon have commercial experience. They know they have a history of running successful clubs and of valuing assets, you know, for a club or partners. Okay, yes, they might know how to play League of Legends, but they have a skill set that's transferable. So there's a partnership there that, that can be aligned and learnings that can be shared, whereas the, the esports team can show, well, hey, this is how we use TikTok and YouTube to engage with our audience. This is the type of content we're putting out. This is how, how we're engaging it. Is there a mismatch here that we can align together on things? You know, football by League of Legends. You know, it, there's, it's, it, it's that journey that's at a very local level, but with some passionate people coming together. Yeah, because you always look at the trouble with these sorts of things, you know, big disruptive things like like esports and, and gaming, you know, that weren't weren't around and all of a sudden, you know, seem to dominate and, 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 are, and are everywhere, is it, everyone's looking at it in the, in the sort of global sense that, um, you know, this is a massive industry and yeah but there are loads and loads of people from from those who sit in their bedrooms playing to all the way through to you're talking about sort of college and university teams or you know groups locally playing together um you know they're all all the way up to the professional the people who are you know who still slightly to me amazingly are paid but you know people people the people like to be entertained and there will always be something different that might not attract me, but will attract other people. So there'll be this entire range. But what we're looking at is the top all the time. We're looking at the very top. We're looking at those people rather than actually, what about all those other people who are never going to be um, uh, being paid to do it, but they just like doing it. Why, mm. why, why are they not people you could engage with? And, and I like that idea that you might benefit from them. And, you know, often, you know, and I think you hinted at this because you know the problem exists yourself, that, you know, social media particularly and communications with football clubs, when it comes to clubs, certainly football clubs, and I think clubs in general, they don't necessarily have the time to grasp the potential for some of these areas of communication. Um, mm. And actually engaging with a group of people who might know a hell of a lot more than you do could give you, you know, enable you to steal a march and, and to learn and understand and integrate some of this, these communication tools, therefore improving your engagement with with your other groups, you know, stakeholders, audiences, what have you, won't it? So, so really potential that is, is quite vast, isn't it? 
you think about yeah it? I suppose just one point there and then I want to go back on another point but like you, you know you, you we talk about social media channels and understanding them and all that but I mean if I was a football club about to embark on um on a TikTok strategy I would actually bring in a 13 or 14 year old child and actually understand their experience on it I'll obviously make sure there's a paired with them just for for clarity and not just when I picked up off the street but yeah um, you know I to, to understand that channel but I want to pick up on an interesting point you made you know that that that, that uh, you, you said that um you know these these guys are paid and you know and you can't understand it or, or relate to it but you know these esports stars are paid and, and it's it's unrelatable because they're paid to play video games and I think that's that that's perception you know because you can imagine you can imagine coming into the uh, into the 1960s when the 50s when the first footballers were getting a couple of bob that there was there was people going oh i can't understand why these guys are getting paid it's perception you know um the elite at anything you know musicians artists everything you know you're you're, you're paid, they're paid for a reason around it and i think that's you know it's an important thing to to to, to kind of um you know to say like the that um, you know, when you're at the top of, of, of yeah. the of your sport, you know, you, you know, you're paid, and and the money is less than than what footballers make. You know, when you I, look at it holistically, I suppose I suppose it's simply that for me, gaming is watching my son is watching my son for the nth time that day, as it is these days with lockdown and everything, playing another game of Roblox or Minecraft. So Absolutely, idea, yeah, yeah. For me, but then you know he'll sit. He'll sit sometimes when we let him. That is, and he's will sit and you know he'll sit and sometimes watch someone playing a video game. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I do understand it. I understand how it happens. Yeah, and I understand the the attraction for a nine year old. But I look at it and go, why the hell would I want to watch that? But as you say, people people pay. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll pay other people who are very good at something to perform that for them. And it's important. But but like I think, like I said, the key is that all the way down that ecosystem are people who just like doing it uh, and they, they enjoy it. And they might not be interested in the slightest in a football club or a rugby club or a cricket club or, rugby, you know, rugby union or rugby league club. It might, they might just like playing, but there might be a lot of people in there who as a club you could strike up a good relationship with and you know and on the community side and the fan engagement side, i think they they cross over a lot community and sort of fan engagement because obviously they're both stakeholders you if you think creatively and you're open to it i just love this idea that they're not a threat mm. um and and when i do your when i do your uh, when i do the graphic for this episode i'm going to use that quote about the cinema <laughs> Because I really like it. And, it, and actually, you don't need to go out and buy an you don't even need to go out and buy an esports team or create. You don't have to create one. It's it's, a, it's drop the fear. Mm. Don't be scared of it. It's it's quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I guess like the 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 underlying you know um, basis for a football club is a bunch of people that like football came together and 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 they form they form a club and that club's evolved into into whatever it's being and it's the same with with esports teams it's just bringing communities together and you know if that can be under that same umbrella or that same brand you know well that's that, that's a win if not is there a way that you know 
we can we can cross pollinate you know is is there learnings for each other or is there a way that hey we've got this beautiful big shiny building over here or stadium over here is there a way that you can use that so it's it's understanding what's in the vicinity of of uh, of your region and then how you can you know engage you know with with, with those people and where where is the fit and the alignment you know 